Coming up on today's episode of Membership and Subscription Growth. We always are creating new content to create more value for the subscribers. We made the leap, and quite honestly, after the first year, we'd had a million in sales in our first year, averaging $30 per month. If they know that you have their best interest at heart, and they know that you care about them and their success, you get that loyalty back from them. Welcome to Membership and Subscription Growth. I'm your host, Robert Scrogue, and today you are going to hear the secret to long-term membership and subscription growth, the real key breakthrough that is a game changer and will totally change how you look at your membership forever. Too many folks are jumping into membership because, and subscriptions because it's the subscription economy. It's the thing to do. And they're in it for the money and the revenue. And by golly, that is certainly there. The power of recurring revenue is, uh, is certainly an amazing opportunity and a terrific way to grow a long-term sustainable business. But that can't be the reason why you get into the business. Instead, it has to be a focus on the member and having an impact in their lives. My guest today is Tim Broom, who is the CEO and co-founder of ITPro.TV, which is like the Netflix for learning information technology. And you know, so think of it as you know, your, your, your network guy, the guy who fixes your computers and uh, either is on your team and does it or uh, has their own business and comes and does this sort of thing uh, for your business. Uh, that guy, in order to become educated and to know how to actually fix your computer, can uh, use ITPro.TV, subscribe, and take these classes, become certified. And what you're going to hear are, are several things, but more important is a real profound care about the outcomes that the, that the customers have. And it's, you know, while they certainly are producing a ton of training and, and, and putting it out on their website for their subscribers, they're really not focused on the training itself, but focused on how they are helping their subscribers uh, improve their lives, get raises, grow their businesses, you know, help other customers that they wouldn't have been able to help because now they've got uh, new skills and uh, training. So it's a very interesting uh, you know, view of the industry. A lot of folks I know, uh, you know hey, you, you, if you got into this business because of the money, you know, God bless you. I, 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 you know, this is, <laughs> it is why we all did. Uh, but when you fall in love with your member, it changes everything. And it helps you become successful, it helps you grow your business, and you're growing on a much more stable foundation. So with that, uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode with Tim Broom. Welcome to Membership and Subscription Growth Podcast. My guest today is Tim Broom with ITPro.TV. Tim, for those who aren't yet familiar, what is ITPro.TV? Well, the easiest way to describe is think of it as the Netflix for learning IT. Mm. So it's a small subscription price, but access to a library of videos for people to learn and get certified in areas of information technology and security. 
Awesome. So, uh, so well, I guess what types of programs is this for? Uh, is this for the really geeky programmers doing web stuff? Is it uh, for offices uh, you know, with uh, bringing on employees? How? You know, what, who, well, who would this be for? Think of it from the, uh, who do you call when your computer doesn't work? Network infrastructure, mm-hmm. uh, network admin, server admin, and the security professionals. That's generally the area that is our area of focus. Nice. And uh, so all those, all those folks that come and fix my computer, they seem to they know exactly what to do. Uh, they be, you know, get that way by be, becoming a subscriber or working for someone who's a subscriber of ITPro.tv. Correct, correct. Everybody went to school for what, what is called a vendor-authorized certification. Okay. And I mentioned the Netflix, and you know how Netflix uh, originates and creates some of their own content, like House mm-hmm. of Cards, for example? Sure. We originate and create all of our own content that is on our site. So we're also a video production, a content-creating engine. Wow. So uh, there's quite an infrastructure there in, uh, in having folks who know this content and can stand up, be prepared, and teach it. It's one thing yes, to know it. It's a whole other thing to teach it in an interesting way. And to do it in an engaging way that uh, people enjoy to watch you because sometimes IT people uh, might not be on the really high-end part of the personality scale. What? Oh, I'm so shocked. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be completely yeah, kind of unicorns by that, Tim. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I am part of this group, so uh, <laughs> I, I mean no offense. <laughs> well, certainly present company excluded. So, you know, I, but Tim, you two have thousands of videos on how to use all these technologies and servers and Adobe Suites and so many others. How do you deliver value through your subscription and compete with all the free content that's out there right now? That's a great question because there is a lot of great content that is available on YouTube. But you said there are thousands and hundreds of thousands and millions of videos and to work through the videos that are bad, to find the ones that are good, sometimes when you have a very short period of time, uh, can be difficult to do. And also, do you ever really know, is, is it a trusted source? Now, you have a business, and most people probably have a business that are listening, but who do you want to be working and making changes to your network that involves your email or your website? Do you want, do you want them to learn from a trusted source or from someone on YouTube? Right. Well, but I actually I have no idea whether or not my IT professional gets his information on YouTube. It just you know, as long as the fix kind of sticks, uh, you know, then you know I don't necessarily evaluate his knowledge. But I imagine you you save him or her a whole lot of hassle in in discerning exactly what is good and what is bad. That whole curation is a tremendous shortcut. Right. So we, we, have, we have a long history. We started back in 2000 in the uh, traditional instructor-led training space doing vendor-authorized training. So we were official Microsoft and Cisco and security training providers. And our team uh, makes these, creates these videos and offers them up and organizes them in a way that an IT professional can get the skills and knowledge that he needs to be able to perform a task and then also grow with him as the technology changes. So you're coming out with new courses and such as there's new, new platforms that, that he or she needs to know. 
Correct. And even one of our core values is to create new effective content every day. Hmm. So every day we're in the studio creating new content. So the value to a subscriber is greater a month after they subscribe because we've created approximately 400 more episodes, which happens to be 25, about 25 minutes, the attention span of an adult. So we always are creating new content to create more value for the, subscription, for the subscribers. All right, so, so it's kind of like one episode per beer. Sure, sure. <laughs> so, um, but with your you know, training, you know, you know, historically training companies have offered their courses as a kind of a standalone product. You know, you learn Microsoft Server, you buy that course, and you go through it from start to finish, and maybe there's some piece of paper or PDF certificate that I passed it. Whereas ITPro.TV makes all of your training courses available for one monthly subscription, what was it about the subscription model that attracted you and uh, you know, that you embraced it with, I, with ITPro.TV? There's no doubt that it's a giant leap to go from the previous business that we had that I exited and sold. We would sell to a company a single course, a five-day course for their IT professional you know, to be $2,500, or if an individual wanted to change careers and wanted to enroll into a program to become a server admin, it would be as much as $20,000. So to go from those type of uh, contract values to what is an average of $39 per month was certainly a leap, a leap of faith. But what we wanted to do... crazy when you mention it, when you position it that way. <laughs> what have you it, found... It, it, well, I, I, I have as my job role, my job description is to remove obstacles to people's success. And with that mindset, we wanted to bring a different type of learning, a different way of learning that we wish we would have had 20 years ago, whenever we were learning. And if your obstacle is um, geography, because of where you're located, you might not be near an institution that can provide high-quality training for IT, or maybe it's money because you don't have the cash, or you, maybe you can't get a loan in order to do it. You know, a lot of times you have um, young families with kids, and someone wants to change careers, but they really can't afford to do it because they're working full-time to support their family, and they can't do both. We want to remove those obstacles. So we made the leap, and quite honestly, after the first year, we'd had a million in sales in our first year, averaging $30 per month per, per subscriber out of nowhere. Hmm. And uh, so, I mean, is that better than if you had been selling the courses for $2,500 each? Well, the revenue itself was a lot less, but uh, the first year I was running the two businesses simultaneously, so I was running it kind of in addition to my core business. Uh, okay. And so the traditional business kind of funded the startup, so I was able All to right. run expenses through that. And then after the first year, that's where the true leap of faith is when I uh, told my wife, this business that we've had for 14 years and supported our family with, I want to sell that and go work on this startup because I think it really has legs. Nice. That was and, the leap of faith. Yeah, it was. And so I mean, what have you found? Is, are your, you, know, would, you went from selling, you know, an individual customer would be worth $20,000 or a minimum of 2500 to having a customer that's worth, you know, they're, they're not the, whose first month transaction or initial transaction may be thirty nine dollars. 
of what have you discovered about the subscription model? Um, you know, how, is it outperforming the previous transactional model? It is, and I, and I think if you have a if you have a quality product and you take care of your members, and and we call them members, they're not subscribers or customers. They belong to something. Nice. So as a member of IT Pro TV. If you take care of those people, they will tell their friends if your product is good. And so we went from one million the first year to three million the second to five the next, and we'll hit eight million this year. Wow! the The real huge power, of course, of the subscription model is you don't have to replace your customers every year. Whereas with the twenty thousand customer, it's great to get the twenty thousand dollars, but chances are you're not get, you're getting very little from that person you know, in year two, three, four, and five, whereas with this model, you've got uh, presumably a large percentage of the customers you had in the first year added to the ones you got in the second year, added to the ones you got in your third year, and so it it allows you to scale a lot easier because you don't have to go find all brand new customers every single year. That's exactly right. I I talk about in, in the old business, at the first of the month, there was a zero on the sales board, and I knew that my expenses were going to be between two to $300,000 for that month. Mm-hmm. So how many days did I have to work in order to get $300,000 in sales to really just cover my cost? Wow. And you know, sometimes it might be the 20th of the month, sometimes it was the 30th, and sometimes it was the 5th of the next month. <laughs> in a subscription business, I call it making money in your sleep because every morning you wake up and you have your subscribers that uh, automatically resubscribe that, that night, so you, know, you get an email of what the deposit was. And you can it is, and you continue to take care of them, and they continue to 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 hang around and tell their friends and their employers about it, which you know creates more leads. Waking up and seeing those uh, transactions from the gateway, I assume it's like the gateway email that shows you what it is life changing. It's like oh, (laughs) it is life changing. So nice. (laughs) It does. So um, I mean, it's predictable, recurring revenue. Yes. Um, how are you generating your new subscri- your new members? Uh, I describe them as social influencers, and you know, for the past really three years, I've been advertising. We're just now getting to the point where I hired a director of marketing, and we're going to do some true marketing. Mm-hmm. But an area of su- success that I've had over the past few years are podcasters in technology, and really, I'll say one main one, which is Leo Laporte. I call him the godfather of technology broadcast. Mm-hmm. He originally inspired me from a TV show called um, The Screensavers on Tech TV in the late 90s to change careers from transportation to get into IT. So I started as an IT career student. Huh. And when we started IT Pro TV, I knew where I wanted to, to advertise because he had a video podcast. And so I started there. And this is one of those challenges that whenever someone starts a business, they have to overcome their challenges with optimism. Yeah. I reached out to him and his team to try to try to advertise with them, and they were really hesitant and not wanting to because I was a startup. And right. in this world, there's a lot of credibility in, in that social influencer world whenever they talk about a product. So they, they told me no. And I said, well, I'm coming to visit you. And he's in Petaluma outside of Napa. And I said, I'm coming to visit you. We're going to talk about it. So I went up there and I talked to him, and you know he came up to shake my hand and I said, Leo, I've known you since the late 90s. You inspired me to change careers, to, to get where I am today. I need a hug. Aww. And he's a good spirit, and he gave me a big bear hug. And you know, from, that, from that point on, we sat down and we talked about it. And I told him, we're not new 
to this world because we've been doing this for so long. We're just new to this particular type of business, and this is, this is our purpose. We want to empower the world through learning and engaging learning. And he bought into it, and he started talking about it, and he talks about it with passion. And to this day, we've, I visit him two or three times a year, and we'll go to dinner, we'll talk business. Him and his wife have been mentors for me, and it's just been a, a joy. And, you know, his audience is a perfect fit for our group. So we've looked to replicate that same type of experience. It's just he has a large, larger audience than most others. Well, and I absolutely love the the idea and and heart behind that concept. You know, most subscription companies that I talk to about influencer strategy, they're thinking, you know, how do I phrase this email that's going to get this influencer to promote me to their entire audience? And I try to explain there is no email that's going to uh, that's going to make that happen. Uh, right. you know, they're not going to. They're not going to. You know, they're not like looking around, hoping that you know that some somebody else comes along with a new product for them to hawk. They've got more than they could possibly deal with. They're right. looking for things that are going to fascinate and delight their audience. And uh, and you're going to have to. Uh, you, know, you, you know, the influencer model certainly is the. The, the future and you know a, a terrific channel today. Uh, however, it it's not uh, fixed with it's not done via a single email. No, no. And I will say, just because you advertise and there's a pre-read ad or someone reads a script, that doesn't work as much as any other type of normal marketing. It doesn't work any better than any other type. Mm-hmm. What really works is when someone is uh, authentic and transparent. And they talk about a product that they believe in and why, and that's where people respond. Nice. And uh, so, with if, if if you were talking with another business with an influencer strategy, how would you, what would you advise them in order to identify an influencer and, and approach them? Well, I would certainly look in their world and 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 find the influencer that they would follow that is most like them. That maybe there's a culture fit. For them, mm-hmm. and you know, I would spend a thousand dollars and go see them. Mm-hmm. Go press the flesh, shake hands with them, go to dinner. Uh, they're normal people, and they just want to know the things that they talk about. That it's going to somewhere good, and it's not just a normal advertiser. And that's where I believe that you'll get that extra, that extra feeling in their voice whenever they're talking about you or you know providing you know some sort of publicity for you. I, I really love that advice, and it, certainly going to see them is no guarantee that they'll ultimately promote you, but you can pretty much guarantee they won't promote you if you don't take that initiative and care about them. There's no reason for them to Absolutely. care about you. Agree. How, how do you create a community and engagement among your members? I think, uh, first off, you know, as, as the CEO, and I, I use that in quotes as the CEO because that's the way it referred to me sometimes, I always communicate with our members uh, directly, and if they respond to me in email or I send emails uh, through groups and they, re- they reply, every email comes to me. And when they dial our phone, I answer the phone uh, because we are just all real people and no one is better than anyone. And if they know that you have their best interest at heart and they know that you care about them and their success, I think you get that loyalty back from them. And you treat them with respect 
and honor and always do the right thing, and the reputation will be out there for you for that. Wow. Yeah, you, you see so many folks that are really all about they don't they don't think of themselves as churn and burn but that's essentially the their attitude is that you know the the subscriber is there to pay them money and uh and and that's kind of where their attitude ends and and having that feeling of respect and really honor for the folks who are supporting your organization is is, is really a beautiful thing it's uh, and, and it's truly it's truly a gratitude and oftentimes, I get emails from people who will watch a course and they pass a certification and they get a promotion and they want to thank us or they'll send it to me so they'll thank me for our team because of what we help them do. And I always tell them, you did all the hard work. All we did was provide you the information organized in a way that you know, was easier or hopefully better for you to make that uh, successful, you know, exam to employment to un- uh, understanding of, of the skills in order to be able to provide that function to earn more money. You did all the hard work. I'm grateful to you because things that you do by subscribing and becoming a member of us and telling your friends allows us to do our dream jobs. Mm-hmm. We have what will be 50 people here next week as employees that this company has grown because our members like us so much that they spend their hard-earned money with us each and every month. And we are so grateful to have that opportunity to do that. That's awesome. Uh, really, really beautiful. I mean, you uh, they walk through the door, but you certainly open the door. And you know, it's got to feel great to know the impact that you're having on people's lives. You know, that's, you know those families are better off, more secure, able to pay off their bills and, and maybe go on vacation this year because of the, the platform that you're providing them. So I think that's a, a, it's, it's a member. So, so many people, whether it's a subscription box, they're focused on what goes in the box. Or if it's an IT SaaS company, they're focused on what you know, the function of their product. And mm-hmm. uh, what, what's beautiful about your comments is that you are focused on the outcome it has on the member versus the thing that you're actually delivering. I, I believe that if, if we focus on our member's success, a byproduct of that, the result of that, will ultimately be, yes, we'll make money and we'll grow. But we focus on success. We don't focus on the money. We don't focus on how many members we have or, or the growth. We just focus on empowering more people. We used to say help you know, change people's lives and help you know, um, improve people's lives. And one day I had this epiphany that said, you know, who am I to say someone's life needs to be changed or improved? That's, that's kind of a, a ridiculous type thought. We should empower them and let them make the decisions that they want to make if they want to change or improve their life. Let's just give them empowerment and empowerment through engaging learning. That's what we can do is create that engaging learning so they can be empowered. Nice, nice. So um, with that, with customer success, uh, how are you focused on helping your members that are that when they first join and they go from yeah you know, they go to your website they put in their credit card they join how do you help them become successful as quickly as possible engage in your product and uh, start generating you know value well <clears throat> I will say that in this journey of SaaS which I I'm new to 
customer success is probably something that I really learned more about in the past six months than before. Mm-hmm. And we believe in customer service and customer wow. And I've taken a large group of my team to uh, Zappos to go through their customer service training, and we thought we were doing everything right. And then we really started learning about this concept of customer success and what is real customer success, because it is not customer service. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is a different experience. It is, begins for the moment the sale is, is consummated. And it has to do with onboarding, relationship building, making sure that we help them be successful in their deployment. So if they want to onboard 25 users, we want to make sure that those 25 users are being onboarded. If they're not, we're, we're reaching out to them to discover why. We provide some low-touch and tech-touch opportunities for customer success so they can be more familiar with how our website and the interface and the videos may work or our enterprise portal for the decision makers so they can track the users and create assignments. And then we have high touch that we're really just getting ramped up and getting started right now for our uh, more enterprise clients, for the larger level clients, is that will be you know, human touch type interactions. Nice. And you're tracking their initial login and pass in order to see that they're making some progress in the first 7, 14, or 28 days? Correct. If they sign up 25 users, we want to make sure that they're deploying those those to their end users and their end users are getting logged on. If not, we reach out to them individually uh, to ask if they need any assistance or, you know, whatever it may be because we want to make sure they – I think that first 10 days to 30 days are the most critical to get them in there and using it and to realize what we are and how we can help them uh, do better at what they do. Nice. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of the chief things that, you know, I work with billion-dollar publishers, SaaS companies, subscription boxes, and, uh, you know, how you deal with the customers in the first 30 days really determines the, the lifetime value. Whether they cancel in the first 30 days or they cancel three months later, uh, generally it all comes back to that first Yes, you know, 24 hours of experience, week, or you know, 30 days, and and that's what we learned in the association world uh, you know, 20 years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. Was you know, whether we got a renewal a year from now was really determined on how we handled their the the membership in the first 30 days. And so many companies are so focused on getting new customers, and as soon as they sign somebody up, they're on to the next one, and you know, onboarding them and fo- being focused on getting them engaged and helping them get value is, is absolutely crucial. So, I, uh, I, I was listening to an audio book about customer success, and the moment that they talked about never just onboard a customer and then don't call them again until 90 days before renewal to ask them if everything's <laughs> fine, if they want to renew. Yeah. And I had this pit in my stomach. I'm like, oh, my God, I cannot believe this is what we have been doing. Fortunately, we've had great referral or great renewals, but the pit in my stomach because I realized I wasn't taking care of our members the way that I really should have in that enterprise space. And well, so, and, know, and it's not just change. enterprise space; it's in every space. Whether it's publishing, it's you know they, you know, how you, the 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 you can do you can have a lot of impact on your churn rates by how you treat your customers in the first seven to fourteen days and help onboard them. It's a very special time of the membership, and uh, you're it's exactly a game right. Changer. Um, so what are some of the things that you do do to, uh, to keep your, your members longer and, and increase their lifetime value? I think that uh, 
we create relationships with them, and you know, uh, we we call them like different types of touches, whether it's uh, email information from a perspective of this is what's new and relevant for you because we kind of build these profiles based on the courses that they've taken. So we uh, um, aggregate information that might be in the media about something or exploits, uh, upgrade opportunities on new areas like in the areas of security whenever there's uh, something that needs to be uh, updated or upgraded. Uh, our hosts, which are previously authorized uh, you know, trainers that would be in a class have found themselves to become almost social influencers themselves. We call them almost like stars because they create this raving fan base. Mm. They're again, they're, they're the geek neighborhood like. <laughs> um, you know, we each have our quirks, and uh, people enjoy watching them. So th- we build relationships. So every, each one of our courses, as we create our courses, we stream it live. And we allow the community to be in the chat room to ask questions where the community helps us create better content. Based on the, in the principle of uh, we try to recreate what is the best about instructor-led training, and part of that is where you ask a question that I haven't thought of yet. And the community can help us do that and create better content if they're in the chat room. So we talk to them, and we, we, we create relationships with our members. And when we go to different cities to travel to a conference, we were recently in Austin. We had a meetup. I was shocked. We expected about 50 people to show up. We had 90. We had people coming from Houston and San Antonio to Austin to come to a meetup to have, you know, some Mexican food and a, a couple beers, and they wanted autographs and pictures, you know. And I'm listening to these people because I'm asking them, tell me what you love. Tell me areas to improve. Tell me something that i got to stop doing. You know, it was a wealth of information, and they were so giving and wanting us to be successful I mean, these guys are partners. That's why I say we're members, not subscribers. I mean, they belong to something. We belong to them. And when you do that, when you can reach that point, it's, it's more than just a business relationship. And, and there's, um, I mean, there, that's, that's pure gold, certainly, for your, all of your marketing, understanding not just what you're delivering, but the impact of what you're delivering has on your members. Uh, what, are, what advice do you have for somebody, some gal or guy out there who's looking to launch their own membership-based business? You know, you mentioned like like the box subscriptions. Mm-hmm. I would always take the time to put a personal note, and it doesn't have to be in, in every box necessarily if you're sending out hundreds or thousands of boxes because we don't have the time. But, you know, I would take a note and say, I hope you're having a great day. You know, thanks, Tim, or... Reach me, you know, call me directly if there's anything I can do for you. They have to create that personal touch. And I, I believe that if you do that with people, that they will continue to serve you as, as, as a customer in that relationship. Yeah, there's no question. What you're doing is creating individual relationships at scale. And uh, right. anything you can do to, to, to foster those uh, individual relationships is going to grow I mean, the, your membership. You know, the customer doesn't realize that you have 5,000 or 10,000 customers. Or care. They just look at you as one. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I totally agree. They're, they're, they're like your one customer. So, you know, any personal touch you have, I believe that they appreciate. I always notice that on my end. 
Well, Tim, thank you. This is uh, absolutely great information for anyone who's growing their uh, membership and subscription businesses. Thank you so much. I absolutely encourage you to check out itpro.tv. And uh, certainly there's a lot of classes on there about Windows, Excel, PowerPoint, as well as things for your IT professional. It could be a great resource for your, your office and team as well as uh, your your favorite IT pro, either within your office or outside of it. But, uh, Tim, thank you so much for being my guest today. This has uh, been great information. Thank you. I appreciate the time, and it was great speaking with you, Robert. Wasn't that terrific? I knew you would enjoy it, and I appreciate you for listening to Membership and Subscription Growth. If you haven't already, subscribe. You know, what what's holding you up? Get on the bandwagon and uh, make sure that you are get you don't miss another episode of membership and subscription growth. And also check out some of the previous episodes that uh, that we have. You know, I mean, folks like John Werlo who uh, wrote the Automatic Customer, who who talks about the value of your business uh, with a subscription component versus not. Robbie Baxter, the, the, the person who coined the term the membership economy. Paul Larson, who will help you uh, reduce the involuntary churn, those failed credit cards. Lots of great insight on, on that and more. Plenty of great uh, stars and celebrities have, uh, have, have you know, given me the honor of, of appearing on membership and subscription growth and uh, given you the opportunity to get insight into their subscription business. Next week, my guest is Babak Assad, who uh, was with with Beachbody uh, as they 10x their business and grew their their revenue. And uh, so we're going to talk about really what it takes to 10x your subscription. Today, uh, Babak is with Round to partners and works with a lot of subscription brands, helping them scale and grow. And we're going to talk about a lot of things, including metrics and uh, the, the real hardcore numbers you need to be looking at in order to give yourself, you know, kind of, you know, like when you're working out, you're, you're seeing how much weight you can uh, bench press and what you're lifting and also checking out your weight and uh, maybe vital measurements. Well, these are the vital measurements for your subscription. And, you know, just like, you know, you can know how you're progressing with your workout, these measurements talk about how you're progressing with your membership and show you early warning signs. All that and more coming up next week on Membership and Subscription Growth.